bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about politics like we're talking about reality TV. Happy 9-11. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I remember I was on the top of the mountain. I mean. Uh, 9-11 is Wednesday. Mm. Do you think people fly on 9-11 and they're like, well, this is weird. Yes. And what about everyone whose birthday? I bet every person whose birthday is 9-11, happy birthday to you all, maybe one of the 14 listeners. They're also for sure a thirst bucket. Well, I would think at this point, since we're what, 20, how many years ago was it? It was like... It was, no, not 20. Yeah, yeah, like 18. Like 2001. Do you think that people do things like on their cakes, like put like planes on them? (laughs) No. Well, I've been going deep in on the patreon podcast you guys look only 20 seconds has gone by and i've already mentioned it www.patreon.com slash dumb gay politics um on the last one which was for the two dollar subscribers mm-hmm. me and meow meow went very deep on this website called crazy days and nights where mm-hmm. they write these long blind items about people where they talk all this shit about a certain celebrity and then try to figure out who it is. So I've been on a Pete Davidson tear. Mm -hmm. He is from SNL and totally irrelevant. And if you don't know who he is, (laughs) congratulations. But it it will, we are full circle because Pete Davidson's father died on nine 11. Oh, that's right. So that's probably why I'm like, Mm -hmm. have Mm -hmm. Pete Davidson on my mind. Right. That does not excuse what a douche he is. Right. But it probably does excuse why he's a full drug addict. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. And it probably does excuse. Actually, it probably it doesn't excuse what a douche he is, but it probably does explain it. Explains it. Right. Good one. Yeah. Good one. I should say explains drug addiction, too, because there's really no excuse for it. Yeah. But you can explain it. Right. And once, you know, once you lose someone that close to you on 9-11, I mean, you are the school celebrity for yeah, life. Right. You That's know, true. I mean, and what can you do? And it's not just like the the commemoration of your parents' death. It's like, oh right, five thousand other people died or whatever, and then the you know what I mean? It's like yeah. a whole it's like a whole national holiday now. Yeah, or commemoration, well, I should say. Well, that's why I said happy nine eleven. Right. Um, if you want to hear the deep dive on Pete Davidson, um, sign up for the Patreon. That's um, right. We have some lovely, beautiful, wonderful Patreon <sighs> archangels. Patron saints. Oh my God. I mean, at this point, Jason Moss. Wow. We're going to like have to fillet him. (laughs) He's he's taking us to um, see uh, the Jonas Brothers. We have been he he told us it was the album of the summer. Mm. He wasn't wrong. No, we've been living and loving. And I've been unashamedly and unabashedly putting it out there to like hipster assholes. Yeah. 
Like I'll be like, I fucking love that record, so fuck off. And they'll be like, oh my God, really? And I'm like, try it, try it, try not to like it. And like, you know, he was so right. You love it, Mau Mau. You always rock it. I love, and I'm like pretty much like a Jonas Brothers fan, I guess. Now. I mean, I don't like. We weren't before. No, but I still had, I guess I just like Nick Jonas. We had, no, we liked Nick Jonas, but we had maybe one Jonas Brothers song Yeah, I guess so. You're right. That's right. It wasn't. You're right. It was always Nick Jonas. And we were like, are they Jesus-y? Are they? Right. I wasn't sure. I'm not. I don't ever need to look at them. I don't. I like to hear the music, but I cannot wait. Oh, I love to look at them. I know you do. Yeah. yeah I know you do. Especially now. <laughs> but I like to look at them all. And maybe since it's at the Hollywood Bowl, their weird girlfriends and thirsty wives will now be there. I'm excited. Yeah. Yes. We can't wait, Jason. And can't wait. Jason is full upper esh. You know what I mean? Upper esh. He is luxury. Luxury. He is. Style. All of it. So we are going to be mm-hmm. killing TG when we go period and we can't wait it's it's what we want to be doing I just looked to see what the um, album cover is for the new for their new album and it's like the three of them laying you've never seen it down Mm-mm. it practically just says it's have us gay. be the record of the summer you know what I mean yeah because it's by a pool and it's in LA yeah, and it's right. uh, and sunny but it's also very gay well everything they do is gay and that's because you look gay, you gonna be gay. Okay. Are there is there anywhere in history where we have three brothers that are gay, all gay? Oh, that would be the best. If anyone knows anyone that knows three brothers that are all gay, please let us know. I just want to know. So Jason, who we are gonna have to fillet at the goddamn concert, got us. I mean the the myriad of treats. It's beyond. It's beyond. I was not expecting it. At all. It goes all the way back to the dirty fortune cookies. Oh, you my know what God. I mean? I mean, it's like I imagine that he lives in like <laughs> a glass mansion mm-hmm. and wears a cravat with a silken <laughs> um, smoking jacket. Yeah. And there's boys all around him. Yeah. They're just croissants. You know what I mean? Croissants yeah. are around. You know what I mean? We can't have any, though, because we're on a diet. We just want to lose two pounds. Well, that is water weight, and that can be the difference between buttoning and unbuttoning your pants. He got us a gift certificate or a gift card to Saucy. Which is alcohol delivery. Um, Uh, Note to uh, mom. uh, Hey, Pam. Attention, Pam Howard. Phyllis, I know you're listening. Um, That's what we want for every holiday. Um, Mom. Saucy, okay. I cannot tell you the woes of a late night alcoholic that needs <laughs> the delivery service. Or you've decided now this doesn't happen to me, I'm out, but it happens to me on the regs. It's called I'm not showering and <laughs> I am not leaving the fucking house. And then freezer <laughs> open. Wait, there's no alcohol anywhere here. And then I'm like looking around like, mm, do I have any NyQuil? What do I have here? <laughs> now I will have a saucy because I will be taking this. <laughs> oh, I'm already like, yeah, of course you will. Well, I'm already, I was already like, what is this? And then I go on the website. I was like, I want to work for them. <laughs> yeah. I'm applying for a job. Jason, it's so fucking, that's how upper S she is that he knows about saucy. And we are postmating it like basic fucking 80s technology. Oh, it's so on. So then he got us for feeling good a gift certificate to Sephora, Mm. which we would also buy alcohol out if they had it. And they may. (laughs) Then he said for survival, Mm. he got us a gift certificate to Starbucks. I mean, 
And these are not just, let me just say, I won't say how much they are, but I can tell you they're a lot. He's very generous. He's so goddamn generous. And we love him. God, thank you. And um, thank you so much, Jason. Like, for real, we're excited. And, I mean, Meow Meow's oh. going. It is for survival because the level of Starbucks, and when I tell you this bitch <laughs> loves a Starbucks run, she just loves wasting money. Like, she will literally be like, yeah, she'll in one breath she'll say, I'm going to work for Saucy, and the next breath she'll roll in with a $15 coffee. I'm like, maybe that's not in the budget. <laughs> I mean, she loves an expensive coffee. Well, I'm just saying now, Tom Christopherson. Tom Christopherson, Maleficent. Tom Christopherson, Tom Maleficent. Now, now, what was the fucking? We can't, Tom. We can't fucking find which episode. which episode we sing the Tom Christopher song no, on because right. believe you me, <laughs> meow meow would already have a remix on the shit on the fucking on the fucking keys. On yeah. the good old ivory keys, probably made of plastic. Yeah, well, listen, Tom. <laughs> if you can just let us know what episode that is, I will make a remake. I will do a remix of that song, but I, can, I don't know which it is, and I don't save any of that stuff. So I tried to look back through emails, anything I could, because Tom is the lovely, handsome gent who sent us the most unique Ugh. picture in the drug den yeah. of his <clears throat> gorgeous, angelic, um, he's giving you a confused model yeah, face, yeah. like a very modely, mm-hmm. um, kind of like a rape face, which is hot. Like he needs to get. Handled. Oh, like maybe he's in, um, <laughs> like he's in. It's almost like the American apparel. He's like an American right. apparel model, yeah, and like, he's in a closet somewhere. Well, his shirt is off, like, so we don't, don't know. Is he naked? Right. And he has a. Um, he's wearing um, a tiara of little tiny pink. Piggies? Yeah. Piglets? Mm-hmm. His bangs are down and he's so cute and he's Tom Christopherson. Tom Christopherson. Tom Maleficent. Who knows why? But now we did learn and Tom. Okay. Read the letter, ma'am. Okay. So Tom sent us a wonderful letter and Tom, I want to say the the envelope. We didn't remember, Tom, that you were from um, Australia. Australia. Now, Meow Meow is going to frame the envelope <laughs> that you're that you sent from Australia because she's so into it looking. She feels like she's she's back and her boyfriend sent that from the war <laughs> exactly. and, she, and she got it. And mm-hmm. she's like, it came. Poor Avion. <laughs> it was poor Avion. <laughs> she's literally going to frame it, Tom. I am. <clears throat> Dearest, most favorite problematic faves. I realized that it had been a hot minute since my last correspondence, so I wanted to write in and touch base and shower you with gifts while I'm at it. You can't eat them, but they're still good. Also, I'm saving you from actual reading hell by typing my correspondence this time as opposed to handwriting so you can really relay my sheer caustic wit. You're welcome. (laughs) I'm going to keep it short, but hearing Brandy go on about borderline really got me, quote unquote, right in the gay feels. And I remembered seeing the seven inch on sale at my local record store. As soon as I heard that old loads master, I'm going to literally soak through your thick chest hair with my loads. Richard had got you the album on vinyl. I strutted down there and made some purchases. Here's a little tidbit, Tom. Tom Christopherson. Richard did not get me the album, though he does have the, the thick jizzy load. <laughs> it is Jason Moss right. who got me the album. Right. So this is how full circle these two right. jizzy angels are. <laughs> but Richard will be thrilled to hear his name. Yeah. Uh, so Brandy, to go with your vinyl album, please accept this gift of the borderline seven inch because collections are sexy. 
So for any of you who are wondering what that is, it's the it's for for Americans, it's a 45 because oh. we know them as a 45. The little record album, that's a little 45. He sent me uh, an original 45 mm. of just borderline the single. Mm. And it is obviously Australian. I mean, amazing. <laughs> kind of like um, at this break. What is the fucking guy who Michael Jackson molested? Who is from Australia? Wade Robson. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Wade Robson. Ooh. Also an Australian special. Right. I don't know why. Just music in Australia. What I think of Wade Robson. It's <laughs> it brought a tear to my eye. It's so sexy and baller. Yeah. And yes, everything to me. Borderline is my favorite song of all time. It's the first thing that showed me music. If you if you subscribe to the Patreon, you can hear all of these dumb, pointless things about me. <laughs> and meow, meow. Yeah. Now, Julie, the record store guy, legit looked at me with such a twinkle in his eye when I asked him if he had any Tim Curry 7-inch. Of course, that twinkle could only mean one thing. So by the power of gay Jesus slash Buddha, here is some fucking curry on vinyl for your new pad. Straight to the drug den, please. Look at his little album art face lurking in that pool, begging you to check out the pic when you're loose as fuck. He's ready. Enjoy. Um, Okay, wait. So you... Julie's holding the album, Tom, when we were um, when she got this, we were sitting on the couch and we can see Tim Curry and she's like showing me the thing. He looks hot as fuck. He's entirely submerged in a pool with just his head out. Mm-hmm. OK, and his hair slicked back and he's staring and he has a sultry expression. They so didn't care that the silver things from the pool stairs are in the back. Oh, I mean, like, it's and very- also just it looks like it's at. A motel. Yeah, it's it's. They didn't care about any of that. <laughs> no. And this were nowadays they would air, retouch that out. They'd right. be like, get the silver things out. And the best part is, I go, wait, what's the song? And Julie looked at it, and she looked at me, and she goes, working on my tan. <laughs> I mean, and we were like, what? And we couldn't fucking believe he even has a song called "Working on My Tan." Mm-hmm. Could not believe it. it mind blown Can't take mind it. blown and working on my tan that is why he is a god oh my god <laughs> i mean so great and tom there is no better album for us than something called working no, on my tan from the day we met <laughs> until this very day it is something that we literally do on the reg every week right meow meow that's right we work on our fucking tans and i'm not I even telling never... you we do not miss a week no and i and if it's even a thing of you ex- explaining to me why I need a tan. <laughs> I mean, it's everything. But we, you know what I mean? Yes, it's everything. Because I'm not I'm not a tan person. So uh, keep up the hilarious work with the two dollar Patreon. Do you hear that, everybody? <laughs> Other than it keeping me sane throughout what can only be described as a global end of days. I laugh so hard at my drawing table. Sometimes I have to save doing any kind of fine detail painting for a totally different day when you're not releasing new episodes. So I don't fuck my own art up. I threw in some little prints of a drawing I made recently, too, so you can see my work. I love you both, so keep going. I'm stockpiling class A's for when you eventually come down to Australia for an epic bender. Love, Tom. Okay, now, this is probably one of the most important parts of the letter. P.S. My last name is pronounced the same as Chris Christopherson's. Please adjust my theme song accordingly. Julie, get that keyboard out immediately, please. So that means that his we have been mispronouncing his name, your name, Tom. So your name is actually pronounced Tom... Tom. Christopherson, Christopherson, but we've been saying Tom, Tom Christopherson, and we will continue to say <laughs> Tom, Tom Christopherson because that's the song. <laughs> I mean, Tom, 
It's literally like you're now in the company of Lindsay Lohan, who her her and Dina love to say it's Lowen, and everyone's like, oh, right. no, it's Lohan now. Right. Charlize Theron, <laughs> right. who everybody says Theron. Right. Giselle Bunchen, she went ahead and just said, okay, I'm Giselle now, but her name is Giselle. The way you say her oh, name is Giselle. Giselle. And mm. she's like, oh, they call me Giselle. With my dog Vida. They call me Vida. Giselle. <laughs> but so, it's Giselle in yeah. Brazil. So, oh, Tom Christopherson. I know, it just, it just Tom said Christopherson. Tom Christopher. It's a different song. It's a different song. It's a different song. Well, so we, when you find the original song, I'll do another song with maybe this pronouncing, but we, we'll see. We. We came up with it we, together. We did. But we'll do a remix called Tom Christopherson, and then we'll come up with, maybe we'll do it with like Tom Christopherson, Mulan, or I don't know. We'll come up well, with another, we'll come up with like another it's lady. It's like it might be, maybe it'll be a, ba- I mean, it might be a ballad. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? I knew you as Tom Christopherson. Yeah. And then you change your name. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Something well, she's like going to work on that, Tom. <laughs> now, um, just really quick before we go, the painting or the print of the painting is gorgeous. Yeah. And I think it's Christina Ritchie. Please don't get offended by that, Tom. Um, meow, meow. Who did you think it was? I thought it was Amanda Bynes, but then I thought maybe he just made her up. Yeah, he probably did. But I'm, it's giving me a Christina Ritchie at her most beautiful, most sultry, mm. most perfect. Mm. That one, you know, day or whatever that happened on. <laughs> and um, it's really beautiful. There's so much detail. Yeah. It's so pretty. I would love to see. I wonder how big it is originally because these mm. cards are like, what, Little. like three by three or something. I think so. So thank you. We're going to put, her, you know, this bitch right up on the drug den because yep. she, she is giving me a drug vibe. Yeah. And we love you, Tom Christopherson. We love you, Jason Moss. Both of you guys. Yep. You jizz queens. <laughs> uh, let's get to Eye of the Shitstorm. You take some shit. Put it up on the wall. Check it out for a while. You take that shit. Up off of the wall. Put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some fuck. Put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. All right. So between the shitstorm of Dorian... The picture of Dorian Gray <laughs> and the ridiculous bullshit of Sharpie Gate. I mean, we decided to go against the grain of cable news and focus on a different shitstorm. A shitstorm that fits our brand. A shitstorm that is dumb and gay and politics. Now, originally, Tom Arnold was supposed to come on and break it down for us, but he's mad at us now because we stood him up for a movie date. So we're just going to have to do it ourselves. So here goes. Tom, let us know when you take your tampon out. <laughs> You're not mad anymore. <laughs> So um, evangelical Christians love President Trump. It's one of Meow Meow's favorite things. (laughs) And evangelical Christians, period, are one of your favorite subjects. They are one of my favorite subjects. Love them. Since the moment I've known you. Love them. I never even said the word evangelical. Mm. And it just, she loves it. It's part of her lexicon. (laughs) You know what's even better than an evangelical? A telly evangelical <laughs> that's my favorite she knows all the words and mm. all the things about the subject so Praise she- <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, my love, Jesus, Jesus. come on and uh, now all i need now is just five dollars from each of you here and with five dollars if each of you gives me five dollars because jesus wants you to give me five dollars <laughs> i can buy a plane and with that plane i can fly around for jesus with underage with underage hookers <laughs> Underage hookers. <laughs> Jesus wants me to fuck. He does. Woo! 
And you know, anytime you get, you know, too aroused, just think of Jesus as your husband. He's your husband. He's your father. He's your daughter. He's your Jesus, son. Jesus, he's your Jesus, friend. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is but your Lord. But he's definitely your, your husband. You love Jesus more than you love your husband. You love you him more than to, you love your wife. You have to love Jesus more than your husband. You have to love Jesus more than your wife. You have to love Jesus more than yourself. <laughs> and when you do, then you'll be forgiven for fucking that kid in the back. Um, in the back or in the butt? <laughs> the Amvel- Am- evangelical Christians mm-hmm. voted for Trump in 2016 mm-hmm. by a staggering margin of 80% to 16%. Such okay? So 69% of white, whitey-white evangelicals, as if there's any other kind, but I guess there's a few, but they're mainly white. Um, they approve of the job Trump is doing as president, Okay. The fact that Trump is a lewd, twice-divorced former casino magnate, I copy and pasted this, who has, bra- <laughs> who has bragged about grabbing women by their genitals. We know that I copy and pasted it because I would what, say what? Pussies. Mimna. Correct. Does not seem to bother the nation's most devout Christians. Now, why do you ask? Jerry Falwell Jr. He's correct. the reason why. Now, may I also bring into light, uh, Your Honor. Mm-hmm. The everyone needs to watch the documentary The Family, which is on Netflix, because it also describes how the evangelicals, if you will, how this sort of Christian movement, the right wing movement, the religious right creates and makes these politicians. And I know that they got to Trump and I know that they worked with and they probably work with Jerry Falwell Jr. Like how they're all working together to. But yes, and you should all be watching. Um. Whatever Danny McBride's, what's it called? Oh, the Righteous Gemstones. Yeah, the Righteous Gemstones. I mean, after reading this whole thing about Jerry Falwell Jr., it's like, Jesus, could he not be more like right on the pulse? Now, tell everyone about Jerry Falwell Jr., meow meow, in your own words, because I know you know. Keep it brief. Keep it succinct. Okay, Jerry Falwell Jr. is the inheritor, one of the inheritors of Jerry Falwell's dynasty. You might know from um, like the big. You know, mega churches. That was Jerry Falwell created that. And he also created the moral majority. And he also created Liberty University. Jerry Falwell is like probably one of the best known TV preachers of all time. He then took over PTL. He's the, that? he's the big one. The fucking Jim Baker's whole thing. Prayer Television Network, I think. Okay. Is what it is. And he he just was the head of like all of it. So he's basically the figurehead for the religious right. Yeah, Jerry Falwell was. Yeah, and then he senior. died. Okay, so he had two sons. One of them is Jerry Falwell Jr. Jerry Falwell Jr. then took over Liberty University, which is a Christian university. But it's kind of like an online Phoenix University. Right. But with a Christian banner so that it can be... Um, Nonprofit. Nonprofit. So that stupid fucking shitty school has a nonprofit status. It's... And Jerry Falwell is... Uh, He's what, a famous racist, homophobe, famous racist. misogynist. Like, yes. well-known racist, oh, homophobe, misogynist. Going against Martin Luther King Jr. I mean... Wow. Like, publicly. Like, legally. Yeah. So Today, Amanda Marcote said in an article on Salon.com... Here's another copy and paste for that ass. <laughs> she said, here's the thing. The real purpose of the Christian conservative movement is to uphold white 
supremacy yes. and patriarchy full yeah, right. stop yep. as long as Falwell Jr. keeps that up just as his father did before him mm-hmm. his flock will stick with him just as they've stuck with Donald Trump a thrice married chronic adulterer who has bragged about sexual assault on tape yes. so that's what's going on here that's the nut of the shitstorm. <laughs> right. is that these fucking religious Bible beating hypocrites um <laughs> ultimately played a gigantic hand in getting Trump elected. And it's important to note with these evangelicals and with the family that we, and they so sort of articulated in the family. The movie. In the the movie, The Doc. doc, Is, and you'll know just from historically looking at whether it's a president or uh, particularly the figures in evangelicalism who, I mean, how many scandals and hookers and yeah. gay shit and, Tammy and Faye Baker. fucking and oh, my God, and, and um, all of it and money laundering and stealing money. And it's just like people never learn. And every single major, major, major one has been caught for like particularly money laundering. And like they're so exorbitantly rich. And OK, so but what they do is they under the banner of religion and being being like, oh, you're forgiven. You're then for it's like they'll they look at Trump and go, well, he's a he's human. We'll forgive him because he's promoting the the legislation or the the judges or the the conservative yeah. movement that we want. And they, even though he isn't like that at all. And they tried to act like it was kind of like a, a redemption story. And right. How a fallen sinner can come and come around. Right. And so basically um, that stupid fake fucking school, um, when Jerry Falwell Jr., when his dad died, he took over as president of Liberty University in 2007, okay? Mm-hmm. At that point, um, Liberty University, which is, again, is a nonprofit, had assets listed of just over $259 million, okay? That's in 2007. On its most recent IRS form, um, it, it its assets had surpassed $2.5 a billion 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 and supposedly it now has more than three billion according to public statements made by jerry falwell jr so that motherfucker i mean talk about money laundering talk about you went from 200 and i i why would a christian or any religious university have 200 or 2.5 billion dollars in assets with what like and what do you have to show for it? They don't have. Did Julie said they have one building? There's one building. You can see it online. It's not like they have what they don't have campuses all over the world. You know, it's like or you can't do some semester abroad with Liberty University in their gorgeous multi-million dollar facility. I mean, now what's most recently come out? So, thank you to my my our our, our Jizlode's husband Richard, mm, our Jizlode's researcher. Yeah, he's our gay research our husband. Correspondent. Yeah. So, um. <laughs> We did use the um, silicone breasts filled with hand soap we that sure Richard did. sent us. Yep. And they came in handy uh, when Julie moved because everything was packed and not labeled and we needed soap and we needed it quickly. So we cut the nipples right off and we used, went ahead and used <laughs> old Kimberly fucking Guilfoyle yep, and, yep. and whatever, Lana Trump or whatever her fucking name is. <laughs> so thank uh, you, Richard. Now, Richard became obsessed um, this weekend because... This whole story came out on Politico and also starting to hit the fan this weekend that Jerry Falwell Jr., him and his wife had using the university funds, had built this gym for themselves and their their personal trainer fuck boy 
where he would privately train them. And it was like this totally state-of-the-art facility, completely tricked out. They used all university funds, student-paid funds that they did not pay taxes on. Right, because it was supposed to be like the university gym, but no one used it because who, what huge sports are going on at Liberty University. Also, it's an online school mainly. They might have a graduation or have a building where you can go in and be like, yo, my computer (laughs) fucking crashed and I didn't need to pay my tuition, whatever it is. But, but... The majority of, I think, their students are online. And so um, basically they built this whole state-of-the-art gym and then they went ahead and sold it. And I'm using air quotes because they sold it for like a fraction of what they spent on it. Like honestly, maybe like $1.5 million. Right. Like literally that's probably what my house costs. I mean, like that's (laughs) serious. Like you couldn't even move. It's just... 1.5 1.5 billion for a huge state of the art gym that they then not only that sold it to him for a fraction of the cost they then gave him 7 years worth of rent up front cuz now they're going to rent it from him. Mm-hmm. And Richard's like um how many times did J- uh, Jerry Falwell get butt fucked by his goddamn <laughs> yeah, trainer? Shit. So he's sending me all these pictures from Instagram. Now here's where Tom Arnold comes in. Mm-hmm. So you know Unfortunately, through our research today, Richard, Meow Meow and I, we're starting to wonder if he's gay or if he's just bisexual or what it is, because he's definitely covering his ass by involving women and mainly his wife. Now, he's bringing in all sorts of very, you know, cute young men and he has his wife there. So if he is gay, he's unfortunately for all of us, he's covering his ass by having his stupid slut bag wife there. <laughs> and we're not getting the gay tea mm. that we want. Right. But so the deal is, is that in like 2012, him and his shitty whore wife were at the Fontainebleau or however you say it. Sure. Man. I don't know. The Fontainebleau. Yeah. The, <laughs> the Fontainebleau. In Miami. <clears throat> and this pool assistant or attendant, this young guy, good looking guy, they somehow befriend this guy and they become and I'm sure fuck him that night in the hotel. <laughs> he quickly begins to trap after knowing him a few hours. He travels around with them. He goes to Virginia. He goes to this other um, resort and he, they travel all around with this guy. And after knowing him and traveling with him and I guess ha- using him as their fuck boy for like a couple months, they decide they're going to invest one point eight million in a hostel that he wants to open on Miami Beach, which is basically like jizz central for drugs and jizz <laughs> yeah. and whatever kind partying, of partying whatever yeah. just it's definitely like a trashy toxic well and it's also a party cabin jerry falwell jr is in charge of a university where they are not even allowed to have where men and you're not supposed to even be co-ed you can't even dance together hmm. it's like footloose yeah at liberty university yeah and apparently fifteen thousand students do actually physically go there okay so they don't you can't drink you're not supposed to drink alcohol you're not supposed to obviously do drugs there's no premarital sex there's no sex at all there's no you can't even go fraternizing to you can't drink i mean yeah. and uh, and this fool gets caught at a club looking like he's doing like a white man overbite like looking at oh, somebody's I dick mean. he's like got this look on his face i'm like what's he looking at someone's dick and balls <laughs> and he's like i was never at the club and then they oh, do photoshop yeah, and then they do a zoom in on his and he's clearly in this huge crowd in this packed club that like no one would be caught dead at in miami no. it's gonna be so hot not even cool and there he is like it's like what are you doing at a club you loser yeah you're that goes you're against everything man. and that goes against everything you preach and and you would literally have a teacher who taught at Liberty University fired for that. So you're just a full raging, raging hypocrite. 
so after they invest 1.8 million and then Jerry Falwell gets his son Trey involved mm. that the jizz um, hostel opens up on Miami <laughs> Beach for whatever reason they have a have a fallout with the pool boy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a lawsuit crops up well there are some pictures floating around of old <laughs> fucking what's a stupid wife's name Becky uh Becky with an eye you guys just oh <laughs> So Becky with an eye and some kind of various states of undress. I don't know if the pool boy's in it, but he's involved. No one knows what the photos are of. Apparently, Jer's not in the pictures, but old hooker Becky is (laughs) and the pool boy. But Jerry was there. (laughs) So basically, they find out this is like in 2015. They Jerry Falwell Jr. and his wife find out about these photos. They through. Having Donald Trump speak at Liberty University of years before, which, by the way, that's already why are you have Donald Trump there? Right. Literally, Donald Trump hired their their IT guy, at Liberty University, who makes like a ton of money to to write a web code that would go on and vote for him in online polls so that he would win online polls like, um, you know, there was one for like you know, the 25 most influential businessmen of the century, (laughs) any kind of weird poll, this computer program, he paid the guy to write, to do this program that would vote for him in these polls. So rig all these polls. Uh, Just, he's such a fucking asshole. Like when he bid on his own painting that time, of course he's like, it went for so much money. It's like you bought it. (laughs) So basically (laughs) Jerry Falwell Jr. Calls up Michael Cohen and says he needs help with these photos right because you know michael cohen is trump's lawyer and fixer like ray donovan mm-hmm. so he goes in there with his russian fucking buffoons and whatever and bodyguards and he you know threatens people's lives and then they do what he wants just like he threatened stormy daniels threatened karen mcdougall xyz a million people the guy threatens so he rolls on out to florida as a favor to Falwell and basically threatens the kid with the pictures <laughs> He will never say who had the pictures, but we know it's got to be the kid because shortly thereafter, the guy, the pool boy and the pool boy's dad completely changed their first and last names and went away. Yeah. They're scared they're going to be killed. Yeah. And they said they said we we were threatened and we don't want any part of this anymore. So Michael Cohen saw the pictures. Okay. (gasps) Now, Michael Cohen goes to jail, as you guys know, Mm -hmm. and good old fucking (laughs) Tamina Arnoldina. (laughs) Mm hmm. Fucking Tom Arnold, I guess, before he got on his period, he called up um, Michael Cohen and he records the conversation with Michael Cohen, where Michael Cohen tells Tom Arnold about the pictures, the existence of the pictures. And he tells Tom Arnold that that's why Jerry Falwell and Liberty University and that entire religious right super PAC that they're a part of, they pulled their endorsement of Ted Cruz, which they had already Soft announced. You can find pictures of Jerry Falwell Jr. with Ted Cruz, of course. with his fucking wife, right. with his fucking kids, and he's all looking like a rat, and mm-hmm. he's up there, and they're all in front of a big stage. And, like, out from under him, Jerry Falwell's like, yeah, no, we can't endorse any of the primary candidates. And then the very next day, they make the announcement they're endorsing Donald Trump. That's because Michael Cohen had the photos. Right. And it's Tom Arnold who told all the press because Tom (laughs) Arnold's recorded the call with Michael Cohen. Right. So that was already, that was back in March. But where we're at now is that the university, is it being investigated? I don't know. Politico wrote a huge, we don't, uh, 
after all of the things that they said, it's like he's bragging about sex stuff. He's talking about his dick. He's talking about fucking his wife. He's talking about she can't take it because his dick is so big. He's nailing his wife. He's he there's money pic- laundering. He sent a picture of his wife in a French maid's outfit. He sent the he tried to send a picture of his wife in some whore's costume to the personal trainer because I guess they're all like, look at our pass around party bottom. Right. But meanwhile, he's like, I can't wait to suck your big dick. Probably. <laughs> <clears throat> Apparently, he accidentally sent it to like a few university employees who were like, um, <laughs> why do we have a weird picture of Becky? And then he's like, oh, I meant to send that to my personal trainer to thank him for getting my wife's pussy. Oh, in shape. She right. Meanwhile, also, Becky turns out to be a fucking quant. Like, she is firing people. If There was a thing. A girl wrote a thing on Facebook like, Dear Liberty University, the parking here sucks. I don't want to walk 15 minutes. I have heels. And then she's sending some email like, We shouldn't be disparaging the university. Who is this person? I heard she works in loans. And then they fired her two hours later. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Becky. Becky... I hate to say it, but like the song's about you, Becky, and we need Beyonce's song. Okay, (laughs) you fucking Becky. She's disgusting twat. They pushed out his brother, and they're just gross. Disgusting. They're money grubbing. Awful, toxic human beings. Mm -hmm. And the only sad thing about all of this is that he didn't stick his dick in a glory hole. And I hate (laughs) that he's not caught being gay. More than anything, because that's their big thing. Yeah. I wouldn't even, it wouldn't even, this whole sex thing, if it's hetero, if whether it's multiple partners, if there's any hint of heterosexuality, I don't even care I if know. he's fucking snorting crystal meth off her back. Yep. Nothing will matter if he's not doing gay shit. Yeah, Nothing. they need to, we need, they need some pictures of him getting like, have to, reamed, railed, anal reamed. Or we want Becky in her French maid's outfit with a strap on dick right over the back of him. Yeah, that's got to be something like that. Michael Cohen told Tom Arnold, there's a bunch of photographs, personal photographs that somehow the guy ended up getting, whether it was off of Jerry's phone or maybe it got airdropped or whatever the hell the whole thing was, Cohen said to Tom Arnold. He described the photos as personal and between husband and wife and that he still had one of them that he described as terrible terrible yeah so terrible i don't understand what like what uh you know these guys are they've seen it all seen it so all. i don't really know what they would classify as terrible other than it's either gay shit or it's shit i think it's her pegging the guy oh, i really God, do i hope so me too me too i hope so but like i said we'll watch this space that's what rachel Maddow always says um <laughs> But like without it, you know, it's it's a major bummer, not only that Tom's mad at us, but also that mm-hmm. it's pointless without without the gay shit. And that's just the truth. But but the the thing of the university and the absolute corruption and, you know, all of that stuff is being revealed. But in the age of Trump, none of that stuff matters. Right. Well, and especially with their whole thing, which is they'll just so they'll just forgive all of it anyway and just be like, as long as we get our our judges and yeah. pretend that we have our morality, which we don't, because it's like. Their whole thing is being the moral majority, being conservative and having conservative values. And yet pussy grabbing, adultery, drinking, gay shit, threesomes, fucking all of it is goes against every single thing you Por- fucking talk about every stuff second. With your wife. You're taking porny photographs of your wife. Like, I'm quite sure you're against porn. Well, that's what I'm saying. Every single thing. And I'm not. These aren't just 
we don't are, care. These are judgments you are making on on that. Right. You are making judgments on that and firing people for that and judging the world and whatever. Like, and you're doing it. So, and then everyone who's following you is just like, oh, well, we'll forgive him because he he's has our values. It's like, well, then if he has your values, you do that too. And for whatever reason, you don't want other people doing it. I don't. I just don't even get. It's so beyond. I really want to know why there isn't like a department that reviews nonprofit statuses. And that goes across the fucking board. Susan G. Komen, you can stand right on up there and get reviewed, bitch. <laughs> like all of it. These nonprofits, Scientology clearly needs to be pulled. Mm-hmm. And who cares? Go ahead and have your shady cult, but you need to pay taxes like the rest of us. And there ha- needs to be a review board to review. Obviously, this school should not be a nonprofit. It's obvious. And I don't really know. And there's got to be a lawyer of the 14 listeners that <laughs> understands the deal of like how the how can nonprofit be reversed? Because we know from Scientology, it's like almost impossible. Yeah. And also time for religions to stop being nonprofit. Clearly, you're all for profit. Every single one. And that's fine. And you can have a temple or whatever. Have people pay their membership dues like a community center or whatever. Like a private club. That's what it should be anyways. A private club. Yeah. And pay your dues like we do with SAG. And pay your fucking taxes. And pay the taxes. Yeah. So um, we don't, I don't want to subsidize one religion anymore. I don't care if it's a... I don't care what the fuck it is. <laughs> done with it. I don't either. Okay, now it's time for just the t- 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 tip of the iceberg. All right, so the name of this segment is called Just the Tip of the Iceberg, and it's pretty self-explanatory. We take a subject that many of us are familiar with, and then we let you know what's happening right now with said subject, which is the tip. And then we fill you in on all the scary shit you have to look forward to in the future, a.k.a. the iceberg. And the multiplying, melting-proof glacier (laughs) that we are talking about today is none other than Amazon.com. Now, Obs, you guys know about our complete and utter disdain for the America ruiner known as Amazon. And even though we do accept any and all gifts from China's on, and I do still have my own personal account, I do not do Prime. And Julie completely canceled her whole entire account, including any kind of movie rentals or video rentals or whatever, making her an American effecting a hero. Well, before we get started telling you why, we want to just urge you guys to, if nothing else, cancel your Prime membership. Just do that. Just do that. Just do that. I would also take gladly take money from Amazon if they wanted to hire me for something. I'd work for them. And they're having a huge job fair coming up. Well, maybe I'll go look yeah. and be a delivery person. And I'm just saying, you know, I get it. There's nowhere we can go without being touched by Amazon. But just get rid of Prime. Just you tr- get free shipping anyway with 90% of the shit on there. And beyond just canceling Prime, try and notice how much shit you're buying from there. How much of it doesn't last, doesn't work, or you simply don't use And remember, no matter how cheap the shit is or how free the shipping is, somebody Somebody always pays. pays. 
Whether it's the underpaid and overworked delivery service, the underpaid and overworked factory warehouse workers, or the underpaid and abused children making the knockoffs in China, somebody out there is paying the price for you to have cheap crap you you don't don't fucking fucking need. need. I just bought a jade roller. I have not even taken it out of the little silken baggie it came in. I'm like, why did I need to buy that? What's a jade roller? It's like a, this little roller that you roll around on your face. And it's like, mm. I haven't used it once, you guys. Like, just garbage. And I mean... And I would say this, too. For most of the things that we get on there, because now since I've canceled my thing, when I know I just need something, let's say I need an HDMI cable. Get it at Best Buy. You can. You can go to Target. You can go to Best Buy. You can go to whatever. There's other electronic websites. But you can get it. And even if it's a dollar or two more, it's a dollar or two more. Yeah, and that's what it should be. We need to be paying more for things. We need to be paying what they're worth. We need to stop living in a disposable culture and start, if things cost more money, we will buy less things. And maybe people like fucking Steve Jobs' dead body will be motivated to make things that last like they used to. So it's, you listen, K-Beauty doesn't sell on there. K-Beauty doesn't. And Mm -hmm. everybody still manages to go out and find their Korean beauty products. They just don't sell on there. And there's there are people and things and that just don't fucks with it. And it's like, you know what? When it's not on there, you go buy wherever it is. And it's like, I know it's hard and I know we're all addicted and we're not taking anything away from that. I'm saying just try canceling Prime. I know I've been on a rant and rage about this lately And it's like I said, they're having a huge job fair all the way from like the very top brass down to like delivery and factory. And they do hire a lot of people, but they they the cheap, the 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 way that they make it affordable, the way they push people out of the market, the way they say you can't come on here unless you make your your price the lowest on Amazon, lower than anywhere else it is. That that comes out on the workers, whether you want to believe right. it or not, it does. And we have one listener. His name is John Tippins. He's super awesome, super thoughtful guy. He works for Amazon. He sent us a note. I work for Amazon and don't necessarily think it's all terrible. Sure, it can be viewed as, quote, world domination. But also a lot of the industries that have take that have been taken over really needed it. I don't like how consumerism has driven everything to the point where it is now, but I do like where I work. As far as real estate goes, I work for that division and no, Amazon isn't selling houses. Home builders are incorporating, quote, smart home packages and Amazon sends out technicians to help install them and show customers how to use the product. Doorbells, switches, Alexa, etc. Thank you, John, for your comment. And certainly... You know, John has said before on our Patreon that he likes working there and he'll right. answer any and all questions. And he's part of all the gay. They have all oh, kind yeah, of Glamazon. Like, yeah, Glamazon. And other and, people, too. I think that there are obviously there's and it's a such a huge company. Then there's going to be a lot of happy people that work there. Yeah. And like I said, I would be if I needed a job, I would march on down and apply for one. I have no problem with that. But um the thing is, 50 cents of every single dollar spent online right. goes to Amazon. The aggressive level of domination that they've a- achieved in so many areas, it's just too much of a monopoly. There's mm-hmm. a reason that there are laws against that. And right. and this is why. You know what, John? I love you to fucking pieces like fucking cooked food. Okay, boo? <laughs> but like, we don't want to work for Amazon 
and buy every single thing from Amazon because pretty soon that means we're going to be praying to the God of Amazon and fucking talking to President Amazon. (laughs) And we don't want Amazon to become our government. We can't work for them and buy all of our shit from them too. We buy our groceries from them. We buy our electronics from them. And you also work for them, John. And it's like pretty soon five out of 10 people we know are going to work for them. I mean, it's like a lot of people we know. And I know that, that like Julie said, they, they probably are, you know, they make, they do, they, they employ a lot of people and that's great. But like, it's too fucking much. And they certainly aren't Mr. and Mrs. fucking philanthropy. I don't see them saying like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to have only products from America. How right. about that? How and about we're that? Gonna, and we're going to pay all these taxes. And we're going to, they're, they're not, they're not paying any taxes. I guess they pay state tax, but they don't pay federal tax. And even with. They might when pay state tax of, to Washington, but they certainly caused a huge housing crisis there. And maybe that's Washington's right, fault. Right. But like they don't pay enough to to, no. to deal with the homeless problem. No. And the minute New York wouldn't give them all their state right. tax breaks, right. they pulled up shop and fucking moved to Virginia to be just outside of D.C. So even though they love to brag and say we pay state tax, you want tax breaks, bitch. Yeah. And they t- and they they do want them and they they fully um, take advantage of them and even putting in. The smart home packages, I do have to say, is like, ugh, like I would work. I'm, I make my, I'll do anything for money. But when you think about, when you think about it, and you think about what they're doing, not only okay, now we're buying shit. Now they're gonna have all accessibility to our every in-home thing. They, we, they are turning our lights on. Oh, our doors are locked. They also are know when our TVs are on. Our TVs are off. What music we listen to. When we get up in the morning. When we have coffee. When we, they, it's, it's like total recall. They are literally trying to get into and infest every single home on the planet. And they will. And they have. And right. with all that information, what will they do? Sell, 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 sell. sell, sell. And anything that you that somehow. Because everything Meow Meow and me are listening to, I took my Alexa and threw it in the goddamn street the minute they fucking started fucking spying on me. I was like, bye, girl. And it's like people who don't have that or somehow won't be on the radar. Any music that isn't listened to, any fucking coffee that isn't been drink, any lights, whatever, all that stuff will go get pushed down. Right. And it's scary and weird. And that's fine. We're old. The best years of our lives are behind us. We're also scared of fucking evolution and moving on and technology, whatever. That's all fine be very motherfucking afraid. I mean, I wanted to make a new segment called be very afraid. And then I was going to play REM song. It's the end of the world as we know it. So we're not, we're not even embarrassed about being tragic grandmas who don't want to stand in front of the microwave. I don't give a fuck. No, it's fuck. called fear mongering. Okay. It's called but fear I don't appreciate their fucking bullshit. We want you guys right now. If you have CNN, please, there's a CNN special report called the age of Amazon. You can get it, watch it on the app. You can go to your goddamn parents' house. Your parents have cable, <laughs> whatever you need to do. Mm. CNN special report, the age of Amazon and Sit down and watch it. And listen, this report doesn't go in at all. They are right there oh, yeah. with the pussies wet for Amazon <laughs> because they don't go in not one goddamn bit. They sent Poppy Harlow down there, yeah. practically fucking white chocolate, <laughs> worth nothing, did not fucking ask one hard question. And so it's not even about like even going this hard in. You just watch and get the information that's there. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, they went around the entire country into every major city and said, we're looking for a place for our new headquarters. And every major city in the entire country spent a year of money and resources that their citizens paid for mm-hmm. tax money mm-hmm. to make an entire portfolio telling Amazon 
um, what their population is, what right. the age is, right. what the the medium income is, what their fucking students do. What do the students do when they graduate? Where do the students gravitate to? Where do the adults do? Every single bit of information about their city, they handed it over to Amazon. Amazon kept it and moved to New York. Right. And when New York wouldn't give them $3 billion in tax breaks, they picked up shop and were right to D.C. And P.S., they spend more on lobbyists than any other tech firm tech company this year they spend more than facebook facebook's gotten goddamn already paid so much money they spend more money on influencing washington than fucking mark zuckerberg than fucking google there's no other company that spends what amazon spends and it's no accident they put their fucking headquarters right outside of dc it just isn't so tell them the kicker meow meow what what the reason is to watch the documentary if you think you can escape and we're asking you just Oh, please. I thought I was. I'm not even on Amazon. Blah, blah, blah. Nope. Everywhere we turn. doesn't matter. You can not have Amazon, but you're still being touched by them because the kicker is Amazon Web Services have become an indispensable part of the economy, providing the web platforms for a shit ton of Fortune 500 companies like Lyft, Uber, Condé Nast, CNN, which is why CNN did not go in any. Mm-hmm. Right. In the, the special report. This woman hires somebody, a tech expert, to come in and program all her devices so that it doesn't touch anything having to do with Amazon, right. um, which resulted in her not being able to go on any website <laughs> yeah, right. because they built a huge, huge building filled with basically what they call the cloud where they mm. house 50% of the fucking internet. So because it before... They built it. It took forever to make websites or mm-hmm. whatever, have web hosting. And now they they provide the web platforms for, I mean, I don't, you go on Lyft, you go on Uber, you go on that private fucking Google, the one that's supposed to be private. They run that private search engine <laughs> from Amazon's so web platform. So and the main and most horrifying thing is what, meow, meow? They're the server for the CIA. And over oh, 3,000 yeah. <laughs> government agencies. The entire, basically the entire fucking government is running their goddamn internet through Amazon. Yep. The CIA. Yep. So all the classified shit, all the cryptid shit, everything is Amazon's running it. And you know those motherfuckers are in there. They're in the back in that whole stupid building underneath the stupid fake trees. And they've got a bunch of guys down there being like, oh, man, look at what's going on today. I mean, they're in there. They're watching. They're looking. They know. They know. It's stupid fucking Bezos would put a rocket ship up into the space. He has a space company. Come on. He's got however many a thousand drones stored up in space so gross there the list of egregious shit goes on and on and we're obviously all over the place and it really you know i know i've been hammering you guys with it and it's just i just want and i know people are like well you fucking constantly make us try and get on the goddamn patreon well yeah cancel amazon prime and get on the goddamn (laughs) patreon it's like i try to go rent jim gaffigan so i could have a goddamn laugh and they won't even let me rent the comedy special unless I j- join a subscription to Amazon. Why right. can't I just, why is my money not good enough to just rent his comedy special? And like, you know, John, I can't even get IMDb pro. Yeah. You, Julie's a fucking actor and 
we we part of like I mean literally I would say a humongous part of being in this business is your IMDb. You have to have your resume on there. You have to have photos on there. Agents look at it. Casting directors. The minute she canceled her Amazon, they took her off of IMDb because they own IMDb. IMDb. That's the Internet Movie Database. And when John says a lot of these industries they took over needed to be taken over. I don't know, John. I mean, you're probably right and you clearly know more than me, but they didn't need to get involved in the movie industry. I know that they didn't help it. They didn't start making movies by unknown writers, unknown directors, unknown actors. They bought IMDb. And then if you're not a part of Amazon, they kick you fucking off it. Julie's been fucking in this business and acting since she's goddamn 15 years old and fucking she's not even on IMDb Pro because she's not on Amazon. Mm-hmm. You know how fucking disgusting that is? If you're if you work for fucking Bank of America and then all of a sudden you're like, hey, I'm on Bank of America's, <laughs> um, you know, their like social board. And, and now you cancel Amazon and then you're kicked off of that. And you're like, why can't I be on my work social board? Because I'm not on Amazon. What does one have to do with the fucking other? And it's like, it's uncool. It's yeah. unfucking cool. It's uncool. And they don't, they haven't contributed anything to the movie business. They haven't. They've only fucking, it's, I, I'm sorry, you guys. I just... <laughs> We really love you, John, and we love everyone who works there, and we get it. I'm just saying, try try taking $3 away from them a month. Why is it not good enough for us to shop on there and rent TV shows? Why do we have to be in a subscription to them? Why? They're the only people that manage to do that to us. Netflix didn't do that to us. Right. Netflix knows we're sharing a Netflix account. Do you think Netflix is spending all their time and energy to figure out how to get people to stop sharing? No, Netflix doesn't care. They're like, let the motherfucker share. There's enough Americans. And Netflix isn't now trying to sell me popcorn with every fucking movie. Oh, let me mail you popcorn to your house. Mm-hmm. They don't sell you anything else but TV shows and right. movies. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Why do they need to sell us everything under the fucking sun? They're going to start selling us drugs and prescriptions. And Oh, they are getting into prescriptions. That I know. Is, that is, they are. You should probably edit a lot of this. Now it's time for So There's That. This is the part of the show where I shut the fuck up about Amazon and give Julie the task of finding something going on in the world that doesn't completely suck. It's never easy for her. It's getting harder. And after last week's, I'm quite sure this could be very phoned in. <laughs> what was last week's? It was the Gator. Oh, Ruth, right. Ruth Gator right. Binsberg. That's All right, right. Meow Meow. So what, what is your so there's that for this week? I'm All right. Well... I it is getting harder. It's getting harder and harder because all I want to do is yell and be angry, especially <laughs> right now. But I think we all know. I think we're all in agreement. There's something I don't need. Anyone? Anyone? A dick. <laughs> A man. That's true. That, okay. Both of those things. <laughs> okay. There's another thing I don't need. Okay, I'll say it on my own. Okay. Abortion. Oh. <laughs> I will never need one. Unless. <laughs> yeah, I should have said birth control. <laughs> I thought you were with me on it, but now unless. I had no idea where you were going. <laughs> I was like, you don't need a swift kick in the ass. You don't need a <laughs> no, hot yes, glass I to do. shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, uh-huh. I will never need one unless I guess I stay 
too long in that gay hot tub and find myself needing to take an extended trip to Sweden like a 1950s lady or teenager. But even then, if it's God's will at that point, I mean, I probably should have that miracle weird gay hot tub jizz baby. Anyone who listens to our podcast or knows me personally knows that I am pro-choice to the point where I may actually be pro-abortion. Like the level it infuriates me, the moralizing, the judgments, the religion, and the men. Have I been moralizing about Amazon? No. Okay. The men weighing in (laughs) makes me feel even more insane and angry, probably angrier than it makes you about Amazon, I would say. Hopefully. I think so. If there's one thing where men can fuck off from, it's abortion. (laughs) Like you want to run every single other thing? Okay, fine. But just give women that. Can you? Just don't weigh in. I know you can't because once you had your dick in someone, you now feel that you own it. In fact, you don't feel you own it anyway. I know. It's too much. It's extreme. Dave Chappelle, go do some comedy about it. He did. Exactly. He said if, yeah. What did he say? We all need to get out. If Men, if you have a dick, you can't talk about this is not for you. Stop talking about this. Fuck he said off. that. He said about abortion. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least there's that. Yeah. Uh, now, I believe in women controlling their physical selves, blah, blah, blah. You want an abortion? Get one. You don't want one? Don't get one. Ultimately, it's your choice. And we know for women who have to make that choice, it's agonizing. It's hard. I'm sure more than half are haunted by it, even though they know it was the right thing for them to do because they know if they had an unwanted kid, who knows what kind of monster they would turn out to be or what kind of monster they would bring out into the world. With that said... I am hugely inspired by people who fight for women's reproductive, sexual, physical, whatever rights you want to call it. Now, I have had dreams of standing in front of Planned Parenthood and beating the shit out of a pro-life loser who yells at me and throws stuff at me. And I... Remember how Lulu Danzig met... What's her name? Camille Richards. No. Ann Richards' daughter, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Now, I, being of the body capacity of a retired wrestler on steroids, simply throw them into traffic (laughs) or smash them into a windshield, and then I call Roy Black, and he lets everyone know legally it was self-defense, and not only do I sleep like a baby knowing they are managing physical pain, but I will enjoy the money I will make from them, as I then will also sue them for abortion distress and physical annoyance. That is section 200, paragraph E, in the law book of Fantasia. Anyway, the fight for abortion rights marches on and it bugs. <laughs> the fact that we still have to talk or even deal with this reaffirms the fact that straight men need to be fired from all areas of public life and can no longer hold positions of power. Now, I could end the segment there, but since that hasn't happened yet and never will, I wanted to shine a light on a little gem I found today rushing to find this week, so there's that. If you live in a place in this country where you don't have access to a clinic or Planned Parenthood or a place that cares about or for women, you might find yourself pregnant and completely screwed over and want that abortion but have nowhere to go or a way to get there. Well, guess what? There's a place online called aidaccess.org. It is founded by Dr. Rebecca Gompertz, who is a doctor from Austria, and she practices in Amsterdam. However, she travels the world working for women's rights. I thought you were going to say that she has like a food truck but it's an abortion food truck <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that is something we should pitch to them now what she hey sharks <laughs> hey sharks have you ever needed an abortion but there wasn't a clinic nearby <laughs> have we got the thing for you <laughs> Lori? you always say what what do the new entrepreneurs need to come into shark tank with the answer to a problem that no one has solved yet <laughs> well we got a hero for you here we go that's right is it a hero or is it a zero it is a hero okay and it's called abortion truck. It's called abortion on the go. Oh, abortion on the go <laughs> is good. It's called 
Okay, uh, imagine this. On the okay. outside of the truck, it says fifth wheel, but the fifth is crossed out. <laughs> that can be the that can be the logo, fifth wheel, but the fifth is crossed out. But then right. it just says wheel. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's so genius about it because you don't know understand yeah. what it is. Now, what she and the organization does is prescribe an abortion drug. Maybe to women. rights on the go. Ooh, rights on the go. That's good. That's good. Rights, rights on the to go. your door. Rights to your door. Or something like mm. that. Well, you know, like saucy could be like a boardy. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> now, what she and the organization does is prescribe an abortion drug to women who can't access abortions in wherever they live. In addition, the U.S. government is putting more and more restrictions on this medication in the U.S. In addition to actually abortion and federal funded women's health resources. So this, what medication? The af- morning it's called, after pill? It's called something. Uh, but is it the morning after? It's not after- just, the, just the morning after pill. It's like something you have to go to the doctor. It's a medically induced um, miscarriage, basically. Is that what the, abor- well, what the how- plan B is? Yeah, but it's the very next day. It's not like it's... No, you can do this within nine weeks of getting pregnant. So you can oh, okay. have... There's two different kinds of medications, and you take it, and basically you you have... What is basically an abortion in your house? Yeah. Okay. But it's a miscarriage. It's a miscarriage. Okay. So for example. Which happen all the time and naturally they're very common, like more common than, and they become, I mean, God, my friends are having them all the time. It's crazy how much it's crazy. All of our parents have had several. I mean, so now for example, in 1992, there were nine abortion facilities in the entire state of Kentucky. And in 2018, there is now one. So because of the restrictions that the government has been placing on abortion and all the bullshit they're doing, this is what's going on in these states. They're going from having many abortion clinics, having one or having none. Uh, Since women can take a pill and just basically have the induced miscarriage, it saves money, time, humiliation, and they can handle this in the private of their own home. Believe me, if I could have a mammogram and a pap smear in the privacy of my own home without my tits smashed on an anvil or any invasive procedure boiled down to like a pill, then yeah, I'm going to do it. Aid Access is doing God's work, and so is Dr. Rebecca Gampertz. She just filed a lawsuit against the FDA. Yes, honey. On the homepage of her website, aidaccess.org, she says this. On March 8th, 2019, I received a letter from the FDA ordering my new since 2018 organization, Aid Access, to stop providing telemedical abortion services to women who cannot otherwise access safe abortions because of costs, domestic violence, distance, or other reasons, and who they do not have access to other doctors willing or able to prescribe misoprostol and mifepristone. That's the, those are the drugs. This letter was applauded by 117 Republican members of Congress, of whom 92% are male. But I will not be deterred when U.S. women seeking to terminate their pregnancies prior to nine weeks consult me. I will not turn them away. Good. I will continue to protect the human and constitutional right of my patients to access safe abortion services. So there's that. That's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you to the five people who are still listening. And I mean, how many people? Thank you to anyone who's still um, subscribed to the Patreon after my nonstop up at dawn rant that I've been doing about Amazon apparently since January 1, 2019. I mean, I don't know why. And I'm sorry. 
We want to urge all five of the people still listening to please sign up for our Patreon podcast. And if you just canceled it, please resubscribe. <laughs> it's a dollar for one hour um, for an hour long podcast. And it's two dollars for two hour- different hour long podcasts per week. Um, in fact, here's a message from someone who recently succumbed to our endless bugging about the Patreon. <laughs> from Talisa Branchik. So excited about finally joining the Patreon. I'm a broke-ass grad school student living off of potatoes and cup of soups, but I could starve a little for some more content from you guys. I look forward to DGP every week, constantly refreshing my podcast app on Tuesdays, and can't wait to binge the Patreon now. You both are a gift. I know. Thank you, Talisa. Thank you so, so much. Please don't cancel your thing. (laughs) Um, And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And Amazon. And ranty. Ooh, ranty. <laughs> How'd you do, I? See, you've met my faithful hand in hand. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover I'm not much of a man By the light of day But by night I'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania Let me show you a rhyme Maybe Play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual, that's not too abysmal. We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual... Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Right. Or maybe a bite. Right. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. 
but maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause, <laughs> but not the symptom. <laughs> <laughs> 